Hello and welcome to the Next Step Helping podcast. My name is Sam from nextstephelp.net and this is Jack, also from nextstephelp.net. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about subjects relating to self-improvement and things in general and struggles in the modern age. So the first episode's question is, why should I get on self-improvement? What is the point in improving my life? So Sam, yes. what does it mean to be on self-improvement? Right, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting question i would say to be on self-improvement means first of all you have to motivate yourself to do it and self-educate so whether that be youtube or reading books and it has to come from you whereas like if you're at school or like your parents want you to do something that's not self-improvement that's doing it for someone else it's improving yourself because of yourself so for example if you wanted to study loads to improve your grade that would be studying improvement if you wanted to study more to improve your own cognitive ability and make you a more effective thinker communicator more fun to talk to more interesting that would be self-improvement because you're improving yourself for yourself um yeah and, and i suppose there are loads of like arguments especially in the modern day where we have all these vices like video games pornography fucking drugs alcohol whatever bloody bubble gum um, yeah, the list goes on and on and on on and on yeah um there are a lot of people who are kind of who don't think that improving is worth it because there are so many easier options in life than doing what we do and like getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going for a run in the freezing cold and having cold showers for no for apparently no reason right so these arguments would be stuff like what's the point that's really hard why put in the effort when i can just feel comfortable so how would you like my question to you is how would you refute these arguments for me and I think this this comes into my motivation for why I'm on self-improvement mm. is to to look at my life and think, if I was on my deathbed, would I have been happy with the life that I've lived? How like on on either of the two routes. So the one route on the bottom is you know doing the easy thing, watching porn, eating junk food, playing video games all the time. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the path of self-improvement. And if I if I think of myself on my deathbed on the bottom path of the, the not self-improvement. I honestly think I would have wasted my life. I would have got none of the results that I wanted to get. I'd have a terrible body. I'd probably die, you know, 20 years earlier than if I'd been on the self-improvement journey. And if I was to think of my death on the self, my deathbed on the self-improvement journey, I think I'd be happy with what I've done and the progress that I've made and where I'm at. Of course, I still wouldn't be where I want to be but I'd be a heck of a lot closer than had I been on eating junk food, relapsing, all that sort of stuff. And this can relate. I won't talk too much, but it can relate as your motivation for doing self-improvement. So if you think about how crap this one could be, it can intrinsically motivate you to just stay as far away as you can. And what would you say to people who say like, well, I don't care about my deathbed. 
who don't have that that sense of de- like not the sense but the foresight mm. to see how delaying gratification can be useful say say you say that someone and they're like i don't care about my deathbed what would you say yeah. to that it's it's hard because fundamentally you can't push someone into doing something they don't want to do mm. everything needs to come from their own person and yeah i mean you can only really guide through examples and if you go and chat to an old person there's so much wisdom and they're always talking about the things they wish they would have done mm. they don't really spend time thinking oh i'm really grateful that i spent you know 20 years smoking weed and not doing anything with my life yeah. they'll think of the positive impact i set up a business with my mate we went you know and volunteered in africa and helped build schools mm. it's stuff like that and i think everyone on this like listening to this podcast is in such a great place mm. so currently you, you've you've skipped the bit of like uh what's the point what's the point well some people are still probably listening to that for this reason <laughs> yeah but it's it's so impressive and respectable to already be at a point where you want to improve you don't want to sit down wait you know life will pass you by that's that's a fact time goes on mm. there's nothing you can do to stop that so would you rather wait and see what happens or would you go after what you want would you use your time effectively to productively get the results that you want and believe you can get okay so overall do you think self-improvement is worth it a hundred percent a hundred percent for me i i don't think i could i'd just be so resentful for wasting the opportunity that i had and I think this comes back to lying on my deathbed. Would I be happy wasting my life? And I say no. And there are people, there are people who, you know, maybe, well, they think that they'd be happy sat there. And of course, when they get there, maybe they will, but it's highly unlikely. And the people who get there and then wish they had done something can't. And that's the thing you've got to work for. You've got to work for your future self, even though you're not there. And I suppose if someone was going to refute that argument about, like, I don't care about my deathbed or mm-hmm. the future doesn't matter, which, you know, is a mindset that's very easy to get in in, the, in yeah. these days where you can just pick up your phone. That's not my phone. That's my passport. But you get the point. Right? <laughs> Why is my passport there? Um, if you want motivation for the short term, simply doing things that are difficult, like a cold shower is a great example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. delaying gratification will make you feel more fulfilled will make you feel less anxious i'm not trying to say it will cure depression or clinical anxiety but saying it doesn't help at all is just being uninformed yeah or you have yeah. very 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 bad mental health right and so do you think that the feelings you get like how long do you think it takes for those feelings to set in well, I, I do think that's something that I probably should have touched upon, which is the feelings that doing this and living on this lifestyle gives you. Mm. And for me, it's it's the process of self-reflecting on what I've just done that brings me so much joy and fulfillment. Mm. So, of course, while you're in the cold shower, it's cold. Nobody likes a cold. You sat in a cold shower, waiting for the timer, screaming, maybe singing <laughs> to some songs. But as soon as you get out, you feel amazing. You've done the hard thing. You've conquered that challenge. And it's so, so fulfilling. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Sam. Oh, yeah. 
mm. the screen mm. is just incredible. <laughs> but I'm not really sure with how long it would take. So what do you think? Because, uh, well, I had really, really bad social mm. anxiety um, to the point where I remember my f- when I was sixteen and we started school. We all it was a new tutor group, whatever, like form. And I would, I was so socially anxious. And these were all people I'd known throughout school for like five years. That I had yeah. my hands. It was a wooden. It was a wooden table. I had my hands on the table. I lifted them up. And I quickly like slammed them back down because there were like sweat stains where my hands were. It was awful. My hands would sweat so much. I would like literally do like jitter trying to talk to people. And for me, it took, I would say it took about six months and I became very, very, very confident. Well, compared to where I was, extremely confident. I would say above average confidence right like i would talk to people mm-hmm. a lot more i would i genuinely be interested in their lives and what they were doing um, and i wouldn't feel kind of jittery or you know that hollow feeling i can imagine it now just thinking about it makes you feel like <laughs> and so yeah it took me about six months but it could take from probably like three to 12 maybe 18 the point is consistency that is what will make you feel feel better, right? And there's there's definitely a caveat with that. So building on the cold shower example, if you start having cold showers every day for a minute, mm. it will feel really good after you've done it for a certain period of time. And then, then you get used to doing a cold shower for a minute. So mm. at that point, you either need to change it slightly, make it slightly harder so you bring back those feelings of, hell yeah, I'm doing this. This is great. Yeah. So maybe a minute 30, maybe even colder if you can have a colder cold shower. <laughs> you need to <laughs> you need to make it so the act of going outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And to people saying, what's the point in self-improvement? The more, you're, the more expanded your comfort zone is, the more freedom you have in life. The more dreams come true the more goals are reached and the more fulfilled you will feel inside a hundred percent there's a good quote from a ted talk from tim ferris who talks about one of his mentors and his mentor said easy choices hard life Mm. and hard life hard choices easy life Mm. and when it's really that simple which it is i think i think you know what's the what's the people yeah want to do mm. how would so, you respond mm. to the claim that you have all these people who are on self-improvement and that kind of story that we've all been told about the billionaire who's unfulfilled and you know depressed while having everything how would you respond to that kind of question well for me i don't think that is self-improvement. Yes, the grind for getting the money mm. is enjoyable. So you're working, you're building a business, you're doing something you enjoy, and that you're improving your skills in that domain. But once you achieve the goal, you're then set back at the start. And yes, you've got all this stuff, but then you need another journey to improve on. So the billionaire can then go out and learn social skills or mm. you know, do another business. Well, probably not another business. 
give me a billionaire, but something else to improve. And it's at that point, it's the the lack of stagnation. There's always a goal. There's always something you got to drive for. Mm. And just because he's a billionaire doesn't really mean anything. It's like, oh, someone else could be in a similar situation. Not that they're a billionaire, but that they've got this thing. And from there, they then need to grow to improve and to keep, you know, going on and on and on. Yeah, so it's it's that idea that if you're not progressing towards something, you're aggressing. Yeah, James Clear in his book Atomic Habits builds this really well. So he talks that every day, like Sam said, every day you're not improving, you're regressing. So if you do a 1% improvement every day, over a year, you'll become 37% better. If you don't, you know, do this improvement, you're actually getting 1% worse. And it's a much bigger decrease, I think like 140%, don't quote me on that. But it's a 140% decrease compared to a 37% increase. And that's the thing, you need to keep improving to keep your skills. Mm. And like, even if it's just like practicing them, quote unquote, isn't improving, it still is because you're still maintaining them and building them slowly and slowly through the repetitions. Even if it's not going out and having like, you know, I'm going to approach them people. It's just like, mm. I'm going to do this in a conversation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I want to, I want to bring in some, some personal anecdotes from you, Sam. So what has self-improvement done for you? Well, as I mentioned previously, I got reduced my social anxiety by a, mm-hmm. an insane amount. Um, I went from, so if you're in from England or Britain or whatever, yep. you will understand we have two years in, in sixth form, which is from mm-hmm. like 16 to 18. Um, that's like its own exam period, right? So yep. Yep. when I was 16, in the lower year, I was predict I was getting C's, D's, um, in my subjects, and then what is it like six months ago, eight months ago? Yeah. I don't know when we graduated. When we graduated, yeah. I uh, I got two A stars and an A, mm-hmm. A plus, mm-hmm. whatever. Just trying to be international here, and so yeah. you know, that was you could say that's oh I studied a bunch, but. The thing is, I didn't study that much considering the like, leap, yeah, right? the difference. It was doing meditation, increasing my concentration, you know, learning languages to increase my cognitive ability. I had this brain training app I would do. I do a lot of exercise, a huge amount of exercise. And obviously those things are helping in their own right, but then they translate to loads of stuff. So this is the thing. You'll do meditation and or yoga or whatever and you won't understand just how much it's helping you until you stop doing it so i took a break from meditation for like a week after doing it for like eight nine months pretty much every day and it wasn't until i was trying to work on something or when i was trying to go to bed at night that i was like whoa it's like a race course my mind is like zoom 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 and and that's the thing is for me self-improvement and the ability to to feel enthusiastic about improving yourself and to be a little bit selfish in a way i mean if you you know if you're like okay listen why are you doing all this because i want to be better why do you want to be better so that i can feel better right it's it's 
it can seem like a selfish thing, but if you let that stop you, people aren't going to value you anyway. So they're not going to want you like they're not going to want you around anyway. The best thing you can do is value yourself. The best thing you can do to value yourself is improve yourself. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think that is selfish. I think it's the most selfless thing you can do mm. because it means you show up in the world as the most true, loving, real self you can be. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if anyone says you're selfish, you can think to yourself, I'm selfless. Thanks, Jack. I'll do just that. <laughs> big up, big up, yeah. But that's a yeah. really good point because if you're like, oh, no, I need to... I don't know, say you've got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I need to hang out with my girlfriend instead of um, working out. I feel like your girlfriend's going to really appreciate it if you work out and you're going to appreciate it. So that's a really, it's a, it kind of a, appealing to that very, I am a man, I want women to like me uh, mentality, yeah, yeah, yeah. which isn't a bad mentality to have. It's a great grounding for self-improvement, to be honest. Good. 100%. 100%. Um, mm. And I, it also trickles back into this, like, would would your girlfriend, would you be happier if you decided, I'm going to go and work out, I'm going to give you 30 minutes of undivided attention, I'm going to give my everything to you, I'm going to, you know, be present, give you all my love for 30 minutes, and then I'm going to stop and go work out, mm. instead of go, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, spend six hours scrolling on my phone, lying next to you. It's just not really the same. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And Sam, oh. Yeah, what? What what kind of people do you think need self-improvement? So you talked about the unga bunga caveman, I want women, as a good starting point. Yeah. How how does that relate broader into the sort of type of people so, who need self-improvement? I would say that everybody being on self-improvement would be a good thing, first of all. Mm. But in terms of self-improvement as a genre on like YouTube or in, in books yeah, or yeah, yeah. coaching like we provide, um, I would say the people who are most needing of it are young men, right? It, at, least, at least that's what the genre kind of really pushes towards. Yeah, and yeah. I think, what, what do you think? Because you agree, right? I, I, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat. And I think... It's a big shift. So the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, brings up this sort of idea that many men, given the shift in society that happened, I don't know, it's like late 90s, sort of from the mid-90s, actually. Mm. Mid-19th century. My bad. 20th century. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go through it. But there's been a shift where men have become sort of more and more into sort of the feminine, quote-unquote, feminine energy. Mm. And it's created a lot of nice guys. Yeah. And this, unfortunately, is some of the, the, like, it's just not a helpful paradigm to live from to get the results you want out of life. And it's these sort of people. And there's, there's, no, there's no shame with being it. And, like, one of the most important steps in self-improvement is recognizing where you're at. Because mm. from there you can grow. But it's this category of men which we... And like the self improvement industry in general, sort of wants to target. It's it's men who are, because the thing is, right? You could be a man with feminine energy, mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. f- and be a, feel amazing, whatever. Like that's yeah. who I yeah. am, right? Like 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's why we talk about energies and we don't talk about being masculine or being feminine, right? Because, yep. you know, you could have quite a masculine girl who's really happy with that. But it's the mm-hmm. men like myself, I've experienced this myself, who, yep. who are happier in their masculine energy constantly sit in their feminine energy and feel jittery and uncomfortable and like social anxiety and they don't feel like themselves those are the are the men that would you agree like really benefit from self-improvement yep yep i think i think fundamentally the shift from where they are to where they can be pretty Mm. like without a lot of work is just incredibly different yeah and it feels amazing to be in this spot of just feels true to you mm. living out how you want to live exactly and yeah and an easy way to do that is through self-improvement and i think you're right you're right with the everyone fundamentally i think it's part of being a human is to be on self-improvement maybe not under the whole you know cliche red pill but daily improvement daily learning you know wanting to get better for the sake of getting better mm. i think that is fundamental to everyone but i think there are quite a lot of people who do that without realizing it's self-improvement yeah and i suppose that's the difference right yeah 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 so we're trying to target the people who maybe aren't doing that as well as they'd like to be and know that they could improve they want to improve that's, that's the bit that is definitely the bit mm. yeah and one of one of the things that is a is a usual criticism is I, i'm gonna ask it to you won't constant self-improvement make me feel insecure and you know unhappy that i'll never achieve what i want to achieve in life right so this is a really good question mm-hmm. really good question quite quite big for a 10 o'clock on a wednesday but <laughs> yeah quite a big deal um so the idea is just to define constant self-improvement never reaching a goal like we talked about earlier has this implication that you'll never feel satisfied in life you'll never feel comfortable or or not even comfortable you'll never feel secure you'll always feel like you could be doing something more um, how do I take breaks? How do I spend time with loved ones? How do I relax? The key is, if you want practical advice, which I think is extremely useful. Yep. Gratitude journaling, mm-hmm. which you are definitely the expert on. We won't go into that now, but gratitude yep. journaling, very big deal. Meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking back on who you used to be yeah it's something i i have a so on the inside of my wardrobe there's a picture of me um like a couple years ago and i'm skinny now back then it was like a skeleton with skin right it was mad so (laughs) you know when i'm working out i like to look at that it makes me feel like okay i may not be where i want to be yet but look how far i've come um ah, something on my camera um (laughs) and it's an idea which sounds like it makes no sense but just listen to this mm-hmm. you need to be grateful for your ambition or you need to feel fulfilled that you're unfulfilled 
It sounds yeah. like something from ancient Chinese philosophy. It does. Right? Yeah, it sounds. And that is how you will achieve peace. You need to be grateful mm. for the pain. You need to be... So say you're doing... I did a, mar a half marathon last month. When I was doing that half marathon, I was really restless for the first, like, 10 kilometers. And then once I hit that bit where it's like, okay, this is really starting to hurt, you get this feeling of, okay, this is starting to hurt. And I'm still going. I'm still going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, that fulfillment was there. But I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do a full marathon. And so it's definitely a tricky question. Yes. Yes. But I would say that if you're struggling from insecurity and self-improvement, first of all, you're probably not doing as much as you could do. Okay. If you are literally filling up your days and getting like three hours sleep, get more sleep. That's a very important thing, right? Yeah. yeah. The fundamentals of food, sleep, exercise, exercise. and what mental health those are the most important mm -hmm. you know if you're not crossing those off you're not you're not doing as well as you could do it's not about quantity yep. it's about those four things i mean do you have any anything to add or any concerns? i i just want to really hit home the idea of being grateful for your ambition mm. so you need to you need to be happy with where you are Mm -hmm. fundamentally you need to you need to be grateful so through the gratitude journaling through the the mindfulness from the meditation you need to be happy from like where you are but in this way you are you've got ambition and this is the bit which i'm talking about so you you're happy that you you want to grow you're happy that you want to improve that you want to keep going it's it's this idea which is the bit do you know what i mean sam yeah it is yeah that. so it's it's not that I'm happy I'm here. Brilliant. Stop. You know, completely self-improvement. It's the happy I'm here and I've got somewhere to go for and I'm going to go. It's it's yeah. that improvement. And it's it's such, honestly, looking back on, so someone have these, you know, chats pretty often. Maybe no, we've only just started with the podcast. But we've come so far and I'm so happy and grateful to have someone on this journey with me to share these amazing influences and it it nearly makes me tear up just thinking about it it's it's so profound and impactful well that's wonderful yeah i think we're going to call it there so in conclusion mm -hmm. the question was why should i improve what is the point going against common arguments like what's the effort why is it worth it what's the effort oh i don't care about my what i'm gonna think on my deathbed i don't care about my future self i don't care about delayed gratification i can't think two days in the future bit facetious my apologies but um the answers jack what are they mm. the answers to why should you improve is fundamentally because you need to in that sort of mm. You are being selfish through not expressing your whole self. You, it's just some sort of thing in me wants to show itself fully. And the only way to realize this is through improvement, through going forwards and leveling up and just constant improvement and thinking about it from your future self. Would you be happy with where you are if you continued on the life you lived? And if no, you've got to change it you don't want to disappoint future you mm. if you feel shit now then think about how extra shit you're going to feel later on in life if you don't improve yeah, yeah. do you want to add anything sam uh just remember 
you will feel better quite quickly in the grand scheme mm -hmm. of things. So mm -hmm. if you if you can't visualize future you, who is the best person to be accountable for is future you. They are. The, you don't need to be scared of your your teacher or your boss. You need to be scared of you in the future. Okay, especially mm -hmm. if you are improving, because they're probably going to be some big ass really yep. strong disciplined strong. guy who's gonna beat mm -hmm. the shit out of you if you don't do what you're meant to do um yes remember that self-improvement is not something you should feel makes you insecure you should be grateful from where you've come um you know don't be afraid to take breaks but my only thing with taking breaks is if you're gonna take breaks we'll probably do a whole podcast on this or at least a video yep. Yep. is it's important. schedule your breaks in mm -hmm. the future don't take a break because you feel like you you can't do something or you feel like you don't want to do something that's not a reason to take yep. a break take a be like every saturday i'm going to take a day off okay mm -hmm. schedule it in and make sure that is a good break so you look forward to yep. it right yep. thank you everybody for listening to the first episode of the next step helping podcast mm -hmm. my name is sam i've been jack and check out our website nextstephelper.net for affordable coaching if you enjoyed the podcast. See you around. See you next time. Came in at 